Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. And now, Professor LeVere, if you please, the overture. Star Wars is not futuristic to me at all. It takes, a lo- it takes place a long time ago. Star Wars deserves to be in Frontierland, quite honestly. Yes. Well, all right. Now, hold on a <laughs> it's second. Just, now, hold, it's just right, weird. It's weird now, for me. You're, you're right. I think both of you are right. Technically, <laughs> it took place so-called of, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. However, um, I think the whole idea of Tomorrowland, you know, at least a lot of it, um, was uh, a lot of space travel. And Star Tours does deliver on that. It's it's yes. fantasy. It's fantasy, but it is space travel. I agree. I don't think necessarily Buzz Lightyear is as good in that regard because it's it's too fantastical and it's too uh, derivative of something that actually doesn't take place in space at all. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you know we're we're led to believe that Star Wars does exist. So like that's the story. It does exist just far away from here. And I guess that's kind of the problem I have with the Buzz Lightyear ride, and I, I would I would kill that one before I killed Star Tours. I have the same problem with Buzz. Um, I, I just I just think that those types of things aren't Tomorrowland attractions. So what's in a Tomorrowland attraction then? It needs to be our future, I would say. Yes, I agree so, with that. So and, and all right now to play this out, we have to have some pretty futuristic thinkers working on that. Yeah, that's true. Because that's not a, I don't think that's necessarily a thing that, let's say, Imagineering is capable of. Well, no, I don't agree with, I mean, it doesn't have to be that far out, because, for instance, the Star Jets, I mean, that's just a, a carnival ride that seemed like a rocket. So, yep, sure. Uh, now, that's not exactly what I would say is an all-time great Tomorrowland attraction, but I also wouldn't say it, it, it was an outrage either. I mean, it's sort of... It, it it fit with the theme of the land because it was tied into space travel and space travel is kind of one of the themes of the of tomorrow so for a long time. I think I think I would say that if they're going to change anything in Tomorrowland so that it can meet this goal of being uh, futuristic without being too fantastic, I would say it has to try to be as ambiguous as possible because the the problem is that if they go too literal with anything, whether that be a franchise or whatever, it'll always feel like it can never happen or um, it's going to happen too soon. Yeah. And well, if it happens too soon, then they're going to have to replace it. Can never happen is okay, to be honest, I think. As, well, long, no, as, it's sort of, as long as it's kind of, you know, a nod towards reality. Uh, and although you can do... You could do updates to what they had in the past, I think. For instance, Adventure Through Inner Space, which you guys, I think, have not mm. been on, right? I have. You have. I remember, okay. it. I remember it very well. It scared the crap out of me. When yeah, I was it was terrifying. But totally it was, scary. But totally, a totally great Tomorrowland attraction. Yeah. Um, I think because it, 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 that was one of the few times I ever remember actually learning something at a Disney park. Truly yeah. learning, understanding about atoms, molecules, etc. And I feel like that could be easily adapted to like nanotechnology or circuits or something. And I'm not saying turn it into a documentary, but I'm saying it could be a ride that's mixed with something that you, you know, that you learn. Yeah. Um, And that ride was born from a, uh, at a time when Disney was really good at that stuff. Cause that, that thing was basically a dark ride version of a Disney television special. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the the war type uh, type, uh, Disneyland episodes where, you know, man in space and that kind of things. So you could do, for instance, an updated version of adventure through inner space. You could turn space mountain more towards NASA, I think, or more towards plausible space travel, even SpaceX. You could sign up as a sponsor if you wanted to. 
Because yep. um, when Space Mountain first opened, it was very much NASA. I mean, uh, there were statues out front that commemorated NASA. They had astronauts giving the safety spiel inside. <laughs> um, it wasn't sci-fi like it is now. Yeah. And I like that better. I think that that feels more genuine to me. The other stuff is it has a place in Disney parks for sure, but maybe not in Tomorrowland. Star Wars deserves its own land, quite honestly. Quite honestly, Star Wars deserves its own park. It does, yeah. although you know? although uh, short of that, I would say, like in Hollywood Studios, I think it's a totally reasonable place to have oh, it. There. I mean, forget the definitely. land for a second. Just say Star Tours, I think, fits well in Hollywood Studios, more so totally than agree. it does in Tomorrowland for me. Absolutely I agree. agree. With, I agree with that. But, all right, so, okay, hold on a second. Is... Okay, this is got maybe maybe this will be a, a problem. I'm not sure. What about Wally? Hmm. <laughs> is that an appropriate thing to have any of any sort inside of? I think Marlin? you could do it. You'd have to soften the message of the movie a little bit, I think, because the movie was kind of harsh in that regard. Yeah. But I think I don't think it's I don't think it's too hard to suggest yeah. that could fit. I, it it could fit in some way. I think of of any Disney property, I think Wally actually fits the best because. It's plausible, you know, like, like I can see that sort of happening, you know, and it does have a nice space aesthetic and it's, you know, realistic physically in general. And it's, you know, it's, it's yeah, it does a, have a, it does have a cautionary message. It and does. I think, yeah. And I think <laughs> a that very ham handed one. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I guess, I guess what I'm getting at is without, without any, um, God, I, in the 60s, because I was around then, we, we seem to have like a lot of promise for the future and kind of like thinking, you know, there yes. was a lot of that. Yes. But there isn't a lot of that anymore happening because we're, we're moving in, in, uh, in smaller steps instead of larger leaps. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like our thought process has become a lot, of, a lot more realistic in, in certain things. And we can, we can see you know, farther ahead and we can see our limitations. And so we don't, we don't do a lot of big thinking, it seems on what we can do, you know, 30, 40 years from now. It's like, what can we do five years from now? And that's as far as anyone seems to look. Yeah. Our technological leaps have happened privately and not publicly in the last 10, 15 years. You know, right. before they happened in gover- government, did ev- yeah, exactly. Government did right. everything in the sixties and seventies and they right. did big things and they, but they weren't things that, that directly benefited people as much they were things to watch right you know the the side effect of those directly benefited people but they have no idea you know all the technology that came out of nasa just no one knew that it came from nasa it just it just came all of a sudden here's this thing you know and in the 90s and 2000s it was all devices and computers and things and it was all derived from just people inventing stuff um, and so I think we may have another leap in the next 10 or 15 years where you have sort of this blending of private and public. You know, Elon Musk is a really good example. You know, he's, he's building a lot of r- really big things, but there's a lot of public funding going into them as well. The, uh, well so. the, the flip side of that, there's sort of the reduction in both activities by the government and by big business to kind of take on these grand initiatives. And the flip side is sci-fi and fantasy have are a hundred times more popular than they were in the 60s and 70s. They're completely yeah. mainstream now, and that was not true. They were a niche before. Absolutely. Uh, and so it's sort of taken up uh, the the vacuum that was left by its at you know the other thing's absence, and that so that's part of what's happened. Now I don't know anything about the plot of the namesake of this land. Does anyone know anything, or if there's anything it can lend to? New attractions? I know absolutely nothing about it. 
um, they're really keeping a tight lid on that thing. It yeah. seems so. I just, I mean, it, you know, it seems like it's a, it's a blend of old things and, and crazy wishful, like, uh, or even, uh, God, what's the word? Um, like retcon, they're like retconning things a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just it, they seem to be like dreaming about like, oh my god, this crazy thing maybe have happened, and it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and so it seems like a lot of skepticism or stuff, and I just wonder if that's plausible for that to move into Tomorrowland or yeah. if it's just a weird. Just to option. be clear, we're talking about Brad Bird's new Tomorrowland that's right. film, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah I, I get the sense that. I might be projecting my own feelings about it on here. From but from what I've seen, it turns that kind of Tomorrowland story of the late '60s into a real story. It tries to wrap a story around that. Mm-hmm. Um, that somebody's trying to build some you know futuristic city, kind of like Progress City. Um, that's kind of the the backbone of what the the story is. But that said, I don't know. It's 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 definitely the film I'm most excited about this year. Mine too. That and box trolls. Mm, yeah, my my, yeah. my two most uh, most most wanted. All right, all right. Box troll doesn't belong in this conversation. <laughs> so what's what's the solution here? You know, I, I I still feel like they need to take a step backwards and stop. I and I, I harp on this a lot, but they need to stop synergizing a little bit. Like Tomorrowland is the perfect place, and and, and there are other lands in, in at Disneyland where they've done a really good job at not synergizing as much. Frontierland is kind of that way, like. They need to to let Imagineering build again with new IP and just dreamings, you know? Tomorrowland isn't really that synergized. It seems like it's all over the place. It's more so now than it used to be. A lot. Well, more. right. I guess what I'm getting at is there's Autopia. Does that go in, in this new Tomorrowland we're fantasizing about? No, but it really never it never really fit all that yeah. well. No, I, I mean, know, it, was I sort know. Of, it never fits. The but like, it system takes of the fifties, so I think, land. felt kind of futuristic, and so that's kind of why it got placed there. No, I know. And so it's like, so what happens? I mean, does it stay because we're nostalgic about it, or can it go because it occupies a huge chunk of land? I'd be okay with it going. That doesn't bother me too. all that much. I just want to see. I'd prefer to see it replaced with something that you know sort of fit what my idea of Tomorrowland was, and I, I guess. I'm tired of hearing like WD, WDI in all these interviews they have where it's like, it's so hard to build the future. Well, it was always hard to build the future. Just, just, but just try. And you, you know what? You don't have to get it right. That is so irrelevant. Well, all right. Well, hold on. Now, hold on. Because in the 60s, yes, I mean, it, it was probably hard to build the future. And in that, you know, we didn't know anything just as we don't now. But the amount of, let's say, science fiction that existed then, it seems, revolved a lot around things like astronauts and tr- very traditional shapes of rockets. Right. It wasn't as and, fantastic back then. Sure. And that's quite my point, is that we we had very literal things that we could talk about, um, th- things that were very real that could happen soon, that did happen. Right now, cinema is very fantastical about science fiction, and so we have very uh, fantastical Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. I get that. I think that's what I think that's what actually happened. And I guess what I would say is, uh, I'd still rather see that somewhere else in a Disney park. Yep. That that they could they can buckle down a little bit and say, let's make some at least things that make you think about our future yeah. rather than even, just going whole hog. I mean, right now it's basically fantasy land in space. Totally is. And even if they can't come up with that stuff themselves, people that can are easy to find. 
All right, hold on, hold on. Isn't you know? isn't Adventureland Fantasyland in the jungle? <laughs> Pretty much. Mm, I mean, I, I wouldn't mean, go that. F- well, when they when they changed Swiss Family Treehouse to Tarzan Treehouse, that was a step in in that direction. I would say. And Indiana Jones. Yeah, and Indy. I guess what I'm getting at is like it's not too dissimilar, right? It's it's all. I mean, the whole of Disneyland is fantastical. There's, I mean, the only real like more factual stuff really lies in Main Street. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's I guess what I'm getting at is, is there another option here? Could theoretically, could you demo all of Tomorrowland and do something completely different? I think not even be Tomorrowland. I think you could. Well, you mean change the name? Change the name. Change the theme. Do something completely different. I don't. It doesn't even have to be futuristic. It doesn't have to be space. It doesn't have to be any of that. So I guess the question is: Let's say they do a bunch of Star Wars stuff in Tomorrowland. Would you guys rather have them change the name? I actually would, um, just because I don't. I don't think it makes sense anymore. And uh, you know, a Star Wars land does make sense. Totally makes sense. They can. And there's there's so much gold to mine there. That they could they could do that for years. Does it? Yeah, but does it ruin that hub? <clears throat> I don't think it does. No. You think you think you think it would be fine to have? Well, I guess Adventureland and Frontierland are really the only ones that have signs. If you took away the uh, Tomorrowland one, because yeah. Fantasyland doesn't really have a sign out front. I guess it. I guess it does become a little bit of an odd man out as as it's a property, and this right. is the part of the park that's a property. But that's no different than Pixar Place at. Disney Studios. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's a property, but that belongs though, but it's there. not a lie. Tomorrowland, it's just not Tomorrowland in any sense of the word yeah. if it's Star Wars land. You know, to, to backpedal a little bit when you were talking about how, you know, Imagineering always grouses about not being able to predict the future, they didn't They didn't then e- e either. You know, in the 60s right. and 70s, they made a bunch of bold, interesting rides and attractions that did predict the future that were totally wrong. We don't live in plastic houses you know, we don't have sure. space tourism yet. We don't. There's a lot of things that it's they got better wrong, when they're wrong. They were, to be honest, but they were still cool. You know, yeah, yeah. I would yeah but still, like, but there's, to, to see some. Of but that those, stuff. but that sort of thinking was was not necessarily only Imagineering. That that thinking was the thinking of how the world was going to be from a lot of different people. It was. It and, was. It was a very Buck Rogersy. But that's not how we all think today. No, we're all jaded now. It's like, well, right. I mean, I, yeah. I think we we f- we figured out what what can be, what is, and we're not really very wishful. But or I, th- wishful I think I think I think you can say Tomorrowland back then was naive, but I I would be totally happy with a completely naive modern Tomorrowland. That wouldn't bother me one bit if I thought it were you know oh that's not going to happen. Me as too. long as it's beautiful and inspiring and interesting, that's really yeah. all it has to be. So perhaps, so perhaps even even if it had all the same attractions, I mean, I wonder what it would be like if we had just a completely different architecture. Maybe, because that may do it for you, Greg. I mean, if 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 you just want to walk in there and feel like you're in the future, then that's one thing. But every attraction can be anything. I don't think that necessarily matters as much. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Certainly, the the sense of place matters a lot. Um, if it all looks like Star Wars, that's cool in one sense because walking around you know the world of star wars sounds pretty great um but that would be pretty distinct from what i would imagine a tomorrowland being is the world of star wars not what some people want in the future i mean it seems like even though it isn't futuristic in the way that it's technically (laughs) i think that when star wars came out everyone was like oh man what if the world was like that that would be cool (laughs) well star wars the thing about star wars that that (laughs) film is it's it was sort of remarkable kind of how gritty and ugly everything looked and beat up it was i mean it looked fantastic but in 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 this very lived in way it looked Mm -hmm. real Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah 
in a even way that though it was Star sort Trek of a weird touch. It was kind of a weird Buck Rogers uh, kind of fantasy that was melded with this very gritty look. Yeah, right. In a, in a lot of ways, it feels like a lot of the '80s technology happening. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you look at any '80s electronic, like a you know you know VCRs or like a Nintendo or a cassette player. It it. It felt like you could have thrown that in the Millennium Falcon and it might have looked okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, have Chewie banging it with a hammer. There's something that Future World is actually still doing okay, in my opinion. Not as good as it used to, but uh, somebody can walk through Future World today and be inspired to to go into a field studying the things that are there. You know, mm-hmm. okay. That yeah, is, you you raise a good point. You that is point. that is a thing there, and it, it's it it was better before, but it's still there now. And that's something that used to exist in Tomorrowland, but doesn't anymore. And that's what I would like out of Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland doesn't seem to really have a real restaurant, does it? Mm-mm. It kind of really has a bunch port. of fast pizza, food. Pizza right. port. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, I guess what could happen is they could put a nice restaurant in there that was that was sustainable based on what is around the the area of Anaheim or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, live off of that and then also completely have compostable trash. So yeah. everything that, you know what I mean? Like, be yeah. the future that we want it to be, I guess, is, is more what it is. Even if it is immediate, we sh- like, Tomorrowland should be a model exactly for tomorrow, if best. Yeah. Right? If, if, if that is all it is, I think that would be okay. It's just, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe they need to take the name of the land more literally. Not so much that it has to be the future. It's not future land. It's tomorrow land. Mm-hmm. Right? And maybe it just needs to be what we want it to be rather than what it could be in the future. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fine. Uh, and you can go out and find people who can deliver that vision for you. I mean, Elon Musk is one of those guys. But there's a thousand guys you can go, and women you can go to to get the same thing. They, pe- architects who are trying to push their vision for sustainable building and people who are trying to you know grow grow food in new ways and all these Absolutely. things you can you can get those people and say hey you know we'll give you uh 30 million dollars to uh you know build this thing here and we'll show off your idea and who cares if it works in a way if, if it's something that kind of shows people what's possible i think that's kind of what could be cool yeah 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 make all yeah like i said make a restaurant you you get some cool architects in there make make keep autopia fine get some new cars that run on electric <laughs> ditch ditch chevron as your yeah. as your sponsor <laughs> deal with it and uh and do things like that do little things that that seem to make each attraction just that much better and that much more tomorrow because I think that will help, and I think it will require significantly less work than redoing the whole thing or building a brand new attraction. Yeah, because you could appropriate that whole interventions building for all kinds of stuff. Sure, and, and they try. That's the thing; they try to do this. It's it's so much of a they don't advertisement do a... from Microsoft, though. Yes, they don't do it. You need they need to like ditch all of that and just get real futurists. They need to I talk to Ray Kurzweil and like people who actually think about this stuff. You know? They need to stay away from technology. I think is actually maybe what's hurting them right now. Is they're thinking a lot of a, a lot of consumer electronics, especially in interventions. Well, interventions, I think, is is at its very basic level the right idea. The problem is, I feel like no one at Disney is actually putting their own voice in there. They're just letting sure. the corporations run roughshod right. over it and put whatever they yeah. want. Yeah. yeah, and 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 in that example, it's exactly like World of Energy, which 
was a which is and was a very interesting traction at Epcot, but it's totally slanted toward especially the way it used to be. It was the future as according to the oil industry, you know, and they let that that was the narrative and that was that, you know, there was no counterpoint to it. And now they're actually it kind of is balanced a little bit now that it's Ellen's Energy Adventure. Well, okay, but, so you know that's what you need to do is you need to like not let the sponsor drive the message. I agree with that. And I think maybe, maybe, God, I don't know. Cause test track is Chevrolet. Is that what it is right now? <laughs> yep. Yeah. GM. I mean, but that's, yeah, that's okay. Right. It's okay because, it's okay. because, because it's not, but that's not really uh, trying to like wear its message on its sleeve so much as it is. Here's a bunch of engineers making cars and that's exciting and inspirational. Right. You know? Is it reasonable to think that maybe Tomorrowland could just be Westcott? <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 it is reasonable. Could they make could yes. they make a small land pavilion? Could they make a small seas pavilion? I th- I, I, mean, I think Disney is so confused about Epcot, the idea of building another Epcot would be <laughs> just preposterous to them. Yeah, yeah I was... no, I, I totally get that. I, I I understand that. But, I mean, uh, kind of along what we were talking about, you build that land pavilion where Pizza Port is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, I just I think that that would change pretty significantly the way that we think about Tomorrowland. Well, yeah. I agree. I think I think it could be done. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what we've been talking about. I think, you know, the appetite is low. But, but if they wanted yeah. to, they could. Yeah, convert uh, Autopia into Test Track. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it, do it, mm-hmm. do it, do it. I'd like that. I, I, I could, I could totally get behind that. What I could really get behind is turning Autopia into, into an even more futuristic leaning test track. Like, uh, you know, partner with Google and make it like a, a demonstration of self-driving cars. So you have sort of a, an area where you describe, where you like, illustrating how it, how it would work in real life. You know, mm-hmm. like how they work in traffic and how they work when they corner and stuff. And then at the end, you could go out and just, you know, barrel around the corner and do like 60 miles an hour. That's cool. That's interesting. And it's inspirational for, for, for kids. That's that's what I agree. it should be. All right. I'm glad we solved it. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's draft a memo to WDI and we'll just we'll just we'll just be uh, be, be done with this. Yep. We can move on. Yeah.